Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And if you're new to the podcast, I am the lifelong Hallmark fan. Well, Wendy is the semi-reluctant watcher. Mm -hmm. And every week we take a look at a recent Hallmark release and we share our thoughts with you. As mentioned, this is a bonus episode of our podcast, which means there's something that it's a bonus, too. We have a regular podcast episode every Tuesday. And this week, we talked about parenting and we got real deep and there were some tears and we talk about if we're the parent we thought we would be and what is life going to look like after our children leave the house. And we have gotten a lot of feedback about it being relatable. So give it a listen if you haven't. Outside of this podcast, you can always find us on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy, and you can join our exclusive Facebook community, which is Girls Gone Hallmark. You can find by searching in Facebook Girls Gone Hallmark or clicking the link in our show notes. If I remember to put it there. <laughs> so Sometimes it's hit or miss. I, it's not hit or miss. I try to put as many great necessary show notes in there. Sometimes I forget certain things. Like, I'll listen back to the podcast, and you're like, it will be in the show notes. And I'm like, it's not in the show notes. Oops, my bad. <laughs> I have so many questions for you when it comes to this movie oh. that we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about it later. I'm, I'm so curious. Mm. You can also email us at MeganandWendy at gmail.com. Do you want to talk Hallmark? Yeah, Hallmark News. I got something breaking news. Please. It's not that breaking. It was like two days ago. E! News reports that Candace Cameron Bure shared news about her newest Christmas movie, which will premiere on the GAC channel in November. It's called A Christmas Present. A Christmas dot 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 present. Mm. Uh, The synopsis sounds like any other CCB movie, but it says at the very end of it, and I'm quoting... Through a series of transformative events, Maggie learns to embrace the reason for this season. Oh, no. End quote. So I'm expecting a heavy lean towards Faith and Family in this movie. She is also executive producer. Traditional family value. Yeah. Look, here's what I think about CCP going to GAC. Good riddance. Yeah. All right. So I guess you're not going to watch it? No. No. (laughs) I will not give GAC... Any of my views, any of my eyes, I don't think it is long for this world. I don't I don't think they're going to make it. Okay, so that's an interesting point because I was thinking that too. My thought exactly was I can't wait till they fold and then all these who have signed exclusive deals with them are going to be crawling back to Hallmark. And then I was like, oh gosh, maybe our listeners will like be like, Wendy's so hateful to think something like that. But, but... Do you think CCB will come crawling back to Hallmark? Well, she's an executive with GAC. She's mm-hmm. not just an actress, right? Like, she right. has a big role. I don't wish for anyone's personal demise. Yeah, no, But this is a channel that was founded on hate and exclusionary programming. Mm-hmm. Like, they weaponize the term family-friendly. So I just hope they all go on to other projects. I don't know if Hallmark's going to welcome her back after she made such a visible exit. I'm not sure that Hallmark needs her. Her movies were not the top performing movies of the last several seasons. She's kind of been usurped as the queen of Christmas. Yeah. So let's just refresh things. Keep it moving. I, yeah. I'm Go forward, not backwards. I'm way into keeping it moving. It would be interesting to see if like 
she says, you know, I can't go back to Hallmark because it's against everything that she believes in. Mm. But I wonder if like that paycheck outweighs. I would hope that Hallmark wouldn't show her the money to come back. I hope that they've moved on from that. Uh, So do I. In other Hallmark news, we are currently in the middle of the Fall Into Love programming, which is really programming in name only. They put some leaves on a Chiron. They run it below the movies. But we've yet to really see a fall movie. Mm -hmm. Looks like that might change because in October we have two movies that at least the names are very fall specific. Like? On Saturday, October 8th, we have Pumpkin Everything. Oh, God. And on Saturday, October 15th, we have Autumn in the City. Okay, Autumn in, Names alone, Autumn in the City is, that intrigues me the most. Pumpkin everything? What is Looks that really even no about? Yeah, I just looked at the titles and I thought, well, at least we're trying. And here is a synopsis of Pumpkin Everything. Amy, an up-and-coming novelist, returns to her hometown to look after her stubborn grandfather, Tom, and his pumpkin-themed store while confronting an old flame from her past. Stars Taylor Cole, Corey Sevier, Michael Ironside. Corey Sevier we've seen recently. He was in Road Trip Romance. Okay. And And Taylor Cole, wasn't she in... She was in that Miami movie. Yeah, (laughs) that Miami movie. You know I can't stand. Look, I just want to say that a pumpkin-themed uh, store is destined to fail all but 11 months out of the year. Yeah, dumb. Like a Christmas museum. That opens on Christmas Eve. <laughs> if you know, you know, guys. <laughs> Come on. Autumn in the City stars Amy Teagarden and Evren Roderick. Okay, I'm in for Amy Teagarden. I don't know who Evren Roddick is. Optimistic Piper gives herself two months to find her passion in New York City as she bounces between temp jobs. She and her jaded neighbor discover the beauty of the city together. Hey, I can get down with that. Me too. Okay. Wait, is this supposed to be New York City? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Filmed in Vancouver, likely. Yeah. Another Hallmark news, we, Wendy and I were discussing the Emmys mm-hmm. earlier this morning, and... I love the show Abbott Elementary very much. Wendy has watched it and enjoys it. I do enjoy it. Yep. They did well at the Emmys. Both Cheryl Lee Ralph and Quinta Brunson won Emmys. And if you haven't watched Cheryl Lee Ralph's Emmy acceptance speech, it's a tearjerker. Partially just because of the reactions of those around her. The entire audience gives her a standing ovation. Yeah, right. Everyone's so excited for her. I saw footage of her children from up, up above. Just like... Going absolutely bananas when she when she won, which was very exciting. That's cool. I had heard that Quinta Brunson wanted to put her in the show and wrote the role specifically for her, which I love. Yeah, me too. Did a little perusal of her IMDb. She has over 100 acting credits, including Hallmark movies like Christmas Comes Twice and Christmas in My Heart in the last couple of years. I remember Christmas Comes Twice. That was like the first holiday season that i heard your stomach (laughs) that was the first holiday season that we reviewed movies yes i'm not familiar with the other one though you did not watch it i did it was a it was a nice it was a fine movie it was it was she plays someone's mother of course it was the one and only holiday movie featuring women of color one of the few i'm hoping that's different this year yeah bring on the diversity yes we don't really have a lot of additional countdown to Christmas information yet. They're holding out till the very last minute. I guess so. They're trying to 
button down the details themselves, I think. That's right. Are you ready for a synopsis? I am. Are you ready? Mm. Abby is a successful executive moving to Paris and planning to marry Edward. Life is perfect until she learns her divorce to high school sweetheart Luke is not exactly official. News and notes about merry-go-round. The title of this movie always is a throwback to me. And I'm going to ask, and we may have had, I'm having super deja vu right now. Either we've had this conversation before. Okay. Because Megan and I grew up like adjacent to each other. Yeah. Didn't know. Our towns were adjacent to each other. In the same town, actually. You grew up in Anaheim Hills? I grew up in Anaheim Hills. I thought you were at Villa Park. Not until I was in high school. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you remember Marry Me Bridal? Of course. Okay. My neighbor owned that place. Okay. But it was Mary, not M A R R Y. It was M E R R Y, like Christmas. It was? I believe so, because we no. always made like a. No, it's M A R Y. Oh, that's, like that's her what it name. is. Okay, my bad. I knew it was something yeah, 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 wonky. Yeah, yeah. Mary, M A R Y. Mary, me bridal. It looks like it still exists, not in that same location anymore, but. Anyway, the title of this movie reminds me of that bridal shop. I actually got something for my wedding from that bridal shop. Did you? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Mary Garand, what kind of news and notes do you have? Well, Amanda Shule, who plays Abby Foster, of course I know her best from Center Stage. Dude, are you reading my notes? <laughs> Center Stage is one of my top five favorite movies oh, of all time. I would time. watch it right now. Let's me stop too. recording. I love that movie. The final scene... I mean, it's so unbelievable with her, like, immediate costume changes, of course. Yes, yes. But it's so good. So that movie came out in the year 2000. Which oh, really? I'm, like, 22 Two years ago. ago. I saw it in the movie theater oh, with my friend okay. Tracy after work one day. <laughs> I loved that. It has great music in it. Mm-hmm. It has great dancing in it. I just love that movie so much. Probably is problematic with, like, the teacher-student relationship. Oh, for but sure. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, Absolutely. She also had a recurring role on Suits, which is a show my husband and I liked very much. I saw she was in Pretty Little Liars, too, which I only watched, like, the first couple seasons of. I don't remember her when I watched it. Your dog. is snoring, if you can hear that. so dang cute. We also have Brennan Elliott in this movie who plays Luke Walker. Mm-hmm. And Brennan Elliott announced on Twitter recently that he started filming his, quote, very special Christmas movie, on August 29th, but he's not allowed to share more, but he will when he can. And he believes it will premiere in December. So I am, (laughs) he is a Hallmark leading dude. I am glad to see he'll get a Christmas movie. I think Hallmark could be kinder to him in the scripts that they give him. Oh, Because I think he can do better than what he's given. Okay, that's interesting. I was first introduced to him in... 2021's Open by Christmas, which also starred the girl from Days of Our Lives. Allie Sweeney. Yes. I really liked him in that movie, but since then has kind of fallen flat for me Mm -hmm. in what I've seen. He was in like The Perfect Pairing, which was like a wine movie. It was a bad movie. Yeah. I'm like, give him better roles. Like, I don't remember specifically what I liked about him in Open by Christmas. Either he was funny or I don't know. I just remember being like drawn to him. He plays the host on... Oh, yes. Unreal, correct? Unreal. And I like that character because it's Mm -hmm. definitely trying to be 
Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. I was, yeah. I was former, like, Jeff Probst is wrong. <laughs> former Bachelor host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's definitely who his character was designed yeah. after. Well, I think he plays kind of that sleazy, gross host. Yeah. Well, I just want more from him. And I think he can do more. And then I see photos of him. I'm like, look, you're so handsome. But they kind of make you like real milk toast in these Hallmark movies. That's perfect. And I think he could be a little more smoldery. Yeah. Here's the other thing, though. I just noticed that him and I were born the same year, Mm -hmm. which I am 47 years old. Mm -hmm. And I need him to play roles that are age appropriate for him. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they sometimes will put him in. Well, no, let me think now. I might be eating crow because open by Christmas I, why do I want to call her Sammy? Is that her name her on name Days of Our Life? Oh my God. Okay. Allison Sweeney, she's a, a woman of a mature woman. Yeah, she's our age. But what I want from Hallmark is not movies featuring 30 year old men and women who've never been married before. And I want movies that are made with people my age i do hear what you're saying i don't want this first love yes second chance romance change of life yeah i've lived right let me see the aspirational version of my 40 something self in these movies exactly so that's why i want to see brennan elliott in like a divorced dad or yeah, you know what I mean? Something like that. Less milk toast. Yeah. This movie was directed by David Weaver, who has directed a ton of Hallmark movies, 20 since 2016. He has over 30 directing credits. Most recently, A Royal Runaway Romance, Butlers in Love, and Open by Christmas. Open by Christmas, yep. Also, Raise a Glass to Love. <laughs> I have one final note about this movie that is the theme park and the merry-go-round feature heavily. Yeah. According to Amanda Shul, the theme park is a real location. It's I knew an actual it. theme park. Uh-huh. I could not find any information about what theme park it is. However, the merry-go-round and the theme park are separate locations. The merry-go-round is more of a museum. It's a 100-year-old structure, but it is not in the same location as the theme park. Okay. Thank you for that note. Because they were calling that like a carnival, right? With like theme park rides that yeah you find exactly in like a i was farm. like this is not a carnival no, 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 that no, like no. a local community story right. on this is an established business apparently yeah. i have a question for you mm. thinking about first loves were you dating somebody when you were 18 years old yes could you imagine having married that person no right 18 is so young i'm not saying like it doesn't work out like but I think your priorities at 18 are so sure. different than they are as you get older, even like post-college. You yes, know? and no shade to that person who I doubt is listening to this podcast, but he would not have wanted to marry me either. Right, right. Now, here's my next question. What if your daughter or son came to you at 18 and was like, I'm going to get married? You know, that's so hard because... I just don't think you know who you are. Right. But at that point, whose decision is it? I know. I know. I know. I know. And then we'll talk more about the mom later and her interference with that. So as I watched this movie, I was like, who do I relate to more? The mom here who I thought was a terrible person or do I support this 18 year old girl wanting to forge her own way in her own relationships? You know, now my husband and I, 
met and 53 weeks later we were married. Six months later, six months later, we got engaged. Six months later, we got married. And the kids are like, yeah, but you guys got married fast. And yeah, 17 years later, we're still married, but there is no rush. Just live your life. Right? Do not rush. And I do think we are seeing a little bit of a turn, but I'm telling you, when I got married at 25, so many of my friends were married. Oh, me too. I felt the pressure at 25 to get married. Yeah. I was, I remember feeling like depressed because like so many of my friends were getting engaged and Mm -hmm. I was like it still hadn't happened Mm -hmm. and uh, I was with my current husband my current husband (laughs) my (laughs) first husband (laughs) my now husband then but I was like I want to get engaged too I know know? my husband's like you just wanted to get engaged I'm like that's not true we didn't just want to get engaged but I did I did feel that pressure yeah and I hope my kids don't feel that at 25 when you are still essentially a baby I know I know okay what's your first impression of this movie I kind of touched on it just a few minutes ago, but could the mom be the most unlikable Hallmark character to ever exist? Excellent point. And you? I wished for the pace of the second half throughout the entire movie. What's that mean? I don't understand. That that was poorly paced. The first half was slow. I don't even remember. Was it? Here's what happened. The first half of the movie, there's so much setup. It's... Abby has this job and her job is moving to Paris and Abby's getting married and here is her fiance and she never is that she's not actually divorced so she can't get her marriage license so she has to go home and here's her ex-husband who left her when she was 18 and now her mom has a secret and she's acting weird and oh by the way her ex-husband is also acting weird and like there's something she doesn't know but it's been 20 freaking years there's just so much set up and nothing is actually happening I need you to recap every movie like that from <laughs> from now on, because that was amazing. I loved it. Okay, I understand. I understand. So I get the sense you hated this movie. Tell me I what you liked. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Niece Ruthie's band, actually good. Oh my God, they were amazing. I was expecting a band. I didn't expect like two girls on a guitar. Yeah. But it was great. I thought this movie was really pretty to look at. Okay. The scenery, the carnival, yeah, and I'm going to yeah, say yeah, carnival. Yeah. The homes were visually appealing to me, and it, like, was ticking those fall boxes for me, yeah. even though it wasn't, like, set during fall, mm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't not fall. Yes. Like, it wasn't obviously summer like we get sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have a note here, and now since we just talked about, like, living in the same city, mm. maybe maybe we've talked about this before, too. Watching this, and maybe it was just this time of year, but, like, when I was in high school, the local Catholic church. Totally. San Antonio's Carnival. San Antonio Festival. Every (laughs) September was such a huge draw for the community. Uh They had rides. They had food. I remember they had a beer garden for, like, the parents. And, like, the parents went to the beer garden, and all the kids would just ride the rides and hang out and play. And, like, it was – I looked forward to it every September after school started. Yeah. Loved it so much. And like, wish my community had something like that. Yeah. And this movie made me feel that. Like, I was like, feeling very melancholy. Like, I want a carnival. I want a carnival, damn it. We gotta move. Why can't we have one where we live? It's just more fun to have it in a small town. You guys, I think I need a new shirt that says, I want a carnival, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I need a fall fest, damn it. Take me to your fall festival. Yes. So... It just was visually very pretty. I liked Leo. Stepdad Leo. 
when he tells Abby's mom, it's not about you. I love that. I loved that. And I don't... I don't know what it is about a stepdad more than a dad character that I like. I would have liked it in a dad character too, but I liked that he was on Abby's side Mm -hmm. and he wasn't afraid to be like, what is going on with you? Early on, the mom's acting weird and he's like, is something going on? He was able to be on both of their sides while doing the right thing. Right. Right. I loved Leo. I, I liked him too, but there was this one line that he said to Abby about like forgiveness. And I was like, laying it on a little thick, dude. Like, he was telling her, like, to forgive her mom, basically. Yeah, because there's no... I get... I mean, I get that, because her mom was terrible, and we should talk about that, but um, I think that's more of, like, a gift to Abby. Like, it's not going to... Holding that and being angry about that, it's not going to benefit you. Mm, I don't know. I mean, like, she needed to hold her mom accountable, and I think she did hold her accountable. She wasn't like, I forgive you. She was like, you hurt me. Yeah. I felt like I could identify with that mom. Like I was like, no, not that I could identify. I know, with I know her. what you're saying. I was like, I might end up being that mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It was like a real wake up call. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be that mom. I don't want to be that mom. That meddles. No. I really liked Amanda Shul. Yeah. I think she's a solid actor. Yeah, and she plays things very like very non hallmarky for me. It's not like this. Oh, everything is wonderful. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's very even keel. Mm-hmm. However, I thought there were times in this movie that it should have had more emotion from mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was upset about things, but like I would have flipped the F out. Yeah. You know, if I found out like my parent had lied to me for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I still think she's like a really good actor. I liked both actors separately, but I had a hard time rooting for them together. Oh, you didn't like them together at all? No chemistry between them or mm-hmm. what? I thought they were fine. Mm. Interesting. I wasn't desperate for them to end up together. Okay. Were you desperate for her and Edward to end up together? No. Sometimes they pit the fiancé who's about to become the ex-fiancé as a bad guy, and Mm -hmm. they didn't do that. I Mm -hmm. thought they made Edward a perfectly fine guy, and Mm -hmm. I thought his reaction was reasonable. Like, you never told me you were married. And then when he shows up, he's like, if you have unfinished business... I liked that instead of being like, what's going on here? So then can we move on to what we wished for then? Yeah. Because I have that note exactly. I thought they did him dirty in this movie. Oh. He was played by Zach Santiago. I mean, he was such a good guy, but almost a pushover. When he comes and sees them dancing at the concert and he tells her, if you have unfinished business... But he was too nice about it. You're getting married and you're invested in a relationship and you're going to be moving to a different country with this person and... I just expect more of a fight, I guess. I can't imagine like telling my husband. No, I could have unfinished business. You should settle that. I'm not that person. But I did like that he was the bigger person. I felt like that was the action of someone who's like, the end goal is I want to be with this person. And so what are the steps I need to take? I want her to be here if she wants to be here. Mm -hmm. And not because I'm forcing her to make a decision or angrily confronting her. Yeah. I just was like, push over. The mom. Yes. Your 18-year-old, I, I thought it was kind of confusing. She gets into college and her mom wants her to go and doesn't feel like she'll go. She's married. I guess. Did she not know that she had applied for college before she got married? Why could they not go to college together? I mean, he could have gotten a job or went to community college when she went to Princeton. Yeah, why... 
I understood the mom's concern. Like you're 18, don't throw your life away. You have this huge opportunity. But if you're that mom, wouldn't you feel like you could go to your kid and be like, hey, what's the next step here? Like, how can we support you? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have this great opportunity. What's that going to look like for you guys? Absolutely. But instead, she got in the middle of it. If you don't leave her, it'll ruin her life. Yeah, way to put it on. Now, my question to you is, you're Luke. Mm-hmm. And the mom comes to you and says, if you don't leave her, it'll ruin your life. If I'm an 18-year-old Luke, I'm like, GTFO, lady. Yeah, but if you if you do leave, do you never say anything to her? Even when she comes back in town, she's like, you left me. You don't at that point say. Like, your mom is a nightmare lady. Yeah, absolutely say, like, well, actually, what loyalty does he have to to the the mom? mom? None. Yeah, because she wasn't thinking of him. Yeah, and he looks like the bad guy all the last 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Okay, my other question is, you are 18, you get married, you're only married for a month. 20 years later, you're engaged, you start dating someone. Is it a big deal to be like, yeah, I had a marriage at 18 and it didn't last? No. Like, when I was a literal child, I got married. <laughs> it didn't work out for whatever reason. And I'm sure she's embarrassed. Like, she woke up one day and he was gone. Yeah. But now you're an adult and you can be like, well, that really sucked. Yeah. I didn't, keeping that the secret, I didn't think that was necessary. I felt like he could have known that she was married and then it comes out like, oh, turns out we're not actually divorced and I got to go back. Adding in this whole secretive piece felt unnecessary to me. I agree. I agree. You know what I, one last thing I kind of wished for in this was that they didn't really show us, I need them to show us like what made their marriage as teenagers so wonderful. Their relationship. Yeah. Their relationship. Like. All we ever see is them on the merry-go-round right, together. Right, exactly. We only see, like, the proposal. Yeah. But what was so wonderful? I just needed more context. I'm ready for, did you see that? I got one. Just okay. one. Okay. And it's more of a complaint. Oh. There's a scene towards the end of the movie when Abby is giving Edward the ring back. Mm. And Edward tells Abby, I deserve all of you. And I'm like, shut up. Men don't deserve women. I just wish the line was... I want all of you, you know, because he, he, he didn't want to be with her because she was like torn between like yeah him and Luke. Right. And I just thought it was like gross to be like, I, I'm such a good guy. I deserve all of you. That's so funny. We had such a different read on him because I, that line to me, I was like, well, this is such a departure from like, take care of your unfinished business. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden he's like kind of a hard ass. Moody mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. But switch the roles. If she's like, if it's the complete opposite situation, he has this former wife Mm -hmm. that he's still hung up on. And she says, I deserve all of you. I think it makes sense. Like, I'm hung up on the word deserve. But I think you do deserve 100% of the commitment of your partner if to commit to them. Yes, I agree. But I think, yeah, the read is different. I just felt like he was like, I'm a good guy. I deserve all of you. Yeah. And so you wanted him to do the self-deprecating thing. Like one of us, like when she goes, you're a good guy. He leans into it instead of playing it off. 
I just felt like there was this like guilt trip that he was throwing on. Be forthright and say like, I want all of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. <laughs> In the beginning of the movie, Luke walks into a store called Joe's Hardware and it looks very much like the general store in the Christmas to Evergreen movies, specifically Letters to Santa, which I don't think you've seen. Stars Jill Wagner. No. They do a makeover on the general store. I would bet money that's the same location. Mm, interesting. Secondly, in the opening of the movie, Abby is carrying her dress while also carrying a cup of coffee. And she's oh. like, I don't trust them with my dress. I'm like, lady, you're holding a cardboard cup of coffee. What are you doing? That, was that is an accident waiting to happen. Totally. I really thought we were going to have a hijinks mm-hmm. moment. Oh, so glad we didn't. Or maybe I wish we would have too. Because this movie was a... Wah, wah, wah. Do you have a rating? I give it two stars. Me too. Yeah. Next week, oh, my heart sings. Next week is Wedding of a Lifetime starring Jonathan Bennett and Brooke Diorsay. Everything about this makes me happy. We have two actors that I love. We've got a competition, so we know that hopefully this movie will move, move, move. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. A redemption story. Mm-hmm. Before you go, you can leave a review. Leave those five-star ratings, and your written reviews. Have a great week, everybody.